Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very interesting show here today. Okay. Let's broaden our minds. I want a cheeseburger. I want a milkshake. I want Taylor's Arts and entertainment. You like it? There is an academic type of word I can apply. There are similitudes. Holy moly. I'm hot today. It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment, WMAY. It is also State of the Arts. We talk about uh, many of the things going on uh, locally, arts-wise, uh, around town here. And there is, as we love for this to be a problem, to have so many things uh, that we're able to see. Um, and we're going to talk about it with Gus. Gus Gordon joins me. How you doing? I'm great, Kevin. How you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing yeah. all right. On this rainy, snowy, good God, I looked out the window this morning and there were snow quarries. Central uh, Illinois for you. April. Yeah. <laughs> April snow showers, what did they bring? I don't know, I don't care. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, no good can <laughs> come from it. No. Yeah, well, you know, it's Central Illinois for you. Yeah. At least it's not an April blizzard, so at least so Yeah, far. which we've had. Yes, we have. That's We've had crazy fun. things happen in April. All kinds of weather possible, from yeah. tornadoes to snow, and back again. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but luckily it's not like super cold, so it's not sticking to the ground or anything. So it's just exactly just kind of wet outside. But um, all that's happening outside. You can warm yourself up and stay dry inside with plenty of the things going on this weekend. Uh, there is so much and so many things happening uh, this uh, this evening. One of them being the, uh, there's a, a comedy show uh, that um, one of our stations, WQLZ, is putting on Half, who um, is one of the hosts on, uh, midday hosts on WQLZ. Very funny. He was here uh, a couple months ago, did a uh, stand-up show at, buzz bomb brewery and it was hilarious and uh he and some of his uh comedy friends are bringing their comedic stylings to theater three the hoagland center for the arts right. yeah this is the first comedy show we've done in a while we've we've done them off and on over the past but uh yeah we're really excited about that and excited for something kind of new and different for us yes and it's um um, sure to be uh, sure to be a hilarious uh, fun time uh, they've been in the building a couple of them um, half of course is funny um, one of the guys who was with him uh, brings a keyboard with him and does like musical comedy so uh, so it's gonna be uh, a fun time yeah so that'll be that'll be good and then also um, that's one night um, but also tonight tomorrow and Sunday um, we have the uh, Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, which I've heard nothing but good things about um, and excited to try to get to see that, too. Yeah, I was at, at the show on Friday night last week and had a great time. It's a beautiful production. Dr. Matthew Valla does a great job with the Hoagland Education Program, and it really is a magical production. Um, just a, a great cast of kids, young people. And this is the the most recent update of Cinderella that was done on Broadway several years back, maybe 10 mm -hmm. years ago, maybe less than that. Something like that. And yeah. so it's kind of an updated, fresh take on it. It has a little bit more relevance to today's world. It's not just the prince finding his princess. There's more to it than that. And this, but still the beautiful Rogers and Hammerstein music 10 minutes ago and impossible and the stepsisters lament and, um, you know, great, great 
old school music with a fun updated plot. Very good. Well, that's uh, that's going to be exciting uh, to see. If you've not already seen it, um, tickets for that are available, I'm sure. Um, those are available Night today. At seven, tomorrow at 7 and Sunday at 2. The costumes uh, by Cheryl Sacris and Krista Rock are spectacular. And of course, Matt, of course, Matthew's design element throughout the whole show is really spectacular. Beautiful use of projections and set design and lighting. It, it really is um a magical evening although like pick yes of course i mean all the pictures and stuff i've seen of it it just it looks beautiful and even from when we were um striking the set for our um for the murder mystery and we were you know bringing some you know set pieces or whatever down to the you know theater one just seeing the set pieces that were being built already i'm like man this stuff looks great so i can only imagine it was all just wonderful put together now we're really proud of the kids and what they've accomplished and the audiences are really enjoying it. Very good. Well, and we have little girls in their Cinderella dresses all over the place. Mm, and that's there, so there was cute. A cool, um, real quick. There was a cool comment on Facebook. Um, one parent said that their daughter was just thrilled to death with a, a Cinderella with brown hair. Cause I guess Cinderella you frequently see with blonde hair. And uh, they were very pleased that Cinderella had brown hair in this production. So well, there you uh, go. Yeah, that's awesome. See, that's cool, and that's um, and that's and that's very fun. And you love um, that community interaction, and people really, you know, people really love, you know, seeing shows and seeing themselves represented, and um, seeing also in, in any way possible. So it's just so much fun um, that shows making a difference on people. That's yep, really cool. So what else we got out there. So that's also uh, that's all coming up. Um, yeah, we have a lot of other things uh, going on as well. Sleeping Beauty is happening uh, tomorrow. Um, that's at the Legacy Theater, and that is a uh, Springfield Dance um, production. If I'm correct right. on that, yes. along with dance arts. Um, yes, they're they're combining for this ballet, and uh, yeah, they'll be performing that tomorrow. Very good. Um, and with dance, also, uh, the ballet company is holding auditions tomorrow, I believe, as well. That's right. That'll they be here are. at the Oakland Center in uh, the ballet room, which is on the second floor, the second floor theater. Yes. And um, and speaking of ballet, I think since we last talked, Copper Coin Ballet Company held auditions and has right. their um, uh, cast list for their uh, production, The Nutcracker. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, so a lot is going on right now. They've got their core company set for the year and um, they're starting rehearsals and uh, we look forward to seeing what they what they come up with and what exciting things are going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And we um, and with rehearsals, um, we've already started rehearsing uh, for SpongeBob. Um, it's tough music, but it is really good music and our cast is fabulous. And um, uh, just so excited to, you know, get back into doing uh, doing a, a Muni show in the summer. Um, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, it was kind of neat to hear how busy the building has become with rehearsals for SpongeBob and rehearsals for Ragtime. The Muni's yeah. Ragtime have also started. So there is a lot of activity and a lot of things going on in the building. And our, our president, board president, Ashley Coker, was saying, hey, 
and Kevin, I'm going to ask you for help on this. She said, sure. you, the, um, you know, the video footage of people coming in and out of the building and we do have security cameras. So her thought was to take a chunk of that and then speed it up to give people an idea of how active this building can be on yeah. a busy night. So I'll be contacting you for some help with that coming up. Very good. Yeah. Well, let's. I'll give you a big chunk of video and you can speed it up. So we all look like a bunch of rabbits going around. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, I mean, certainly there is, I mean, just between those two shows alone, which have large casts and right. shows going on, um, the rehearsals for Moana Jr. are going on as well. Yeah, uh, that's so later this month, right? The yeah. Theater Center production. Yeah, so that's all um that's all coming up and we'll be there eventually um for uh the miscast cabaret, I'm sure as well. Um and those will be mainly on probably weekends. But yeah, yeah. so I mean lots of stuff going on. That's how we like it. That's how exactly. we like it. Exactly. Um, and other stuff going on in town. There's a lot yes. going on at UIS Performing Arts Center. Uh big news today, John Mullaney tickets are going on sale and um I think that's awesome. I think he's a very funny guy. He's and so funny. I think that's going to sell really well. And um, I think until five o'clock this afternoon, we're recording this on Friday, April 8th. And if you watch it after the fact, then this doesn't apply anymore. But until five o'clock on the 8th, they have buy one, get one half off for the upcoming production of Hairspray at UIS that'll be performed um, in mid April. I think maybe April 18th. Uh, yeah, to... April April nineteenth actually. April nineteenth. Thank you yes. for the correction. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah that that'll be good. Get your tickets for that because you know ha hairspray. I want. I'll... Oh, go ahead. Oh, John Mulaney's the eighteenth of May. May eighteenth. John Mulaney's May. Yeah. Yeah, but hairspray is um on April nineteenth, and yeah, it's a great show. Just an absolutely fantastic show. You can't stop the beat. As much as you try, you can't stop the beat. Yeah. So get out and get your buy one, get one half off ticket. Yeah. A uh, great deal, by the way, on that. I mean, it is. And, yeah. and great, um, great seats always in the UIS auditorium whenever I see a show there. So, um, right. so uh, that that's, that's great. Um, also, yeah, like I said, John Mulaney, hilarious, watching a stand up for years. Um, and he was a writer lot snl i believe and yeah. he was just a, a funny guy and um exciting to see a stand-up coming uh, locally here and every time he hosts saturday night live he just knocks it out of the park yeah he just does a great job and i know he's had kind of a troubled two years and hopefully he's coming out on the other side of that um in better shape but uh he's a, a funny funny guy and a great snl host and yeah. were all the all the jokes for bill Hader when Bill Hader played Stefan. <laughs> and of course, the, the running gag was that John Mulaney would change a lot of the punchlines without Bill Hader's knowledge. And so he'd crack up on air. So he's, yeah, th this should be a very good show and very popular here. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be wonderful. That's coming up. Um, and, and that's all just uh, all, in the next couple of weeks. I mean, all that stuff yeah. is coming up. Um, and Mulaney, of course, is next month, but I mean, tickets are on sale now and, um, right. just so much going on. And like you said, Moana juniors in a couple weeks as well. So, um, so lots, lots going on. Yeah. Also tomorrow or today, um, the second weekend of a doll's house. Doll's part house. Two yep. At UIS, uh, performing arts center, 
their um, their education department at the at the university is putting that on the college theater program, and uh, that's a that's a very new Broadway play that looks at the old um, Ibsen play A Doll's House and kind of rethinks some of it for a modern day sensibility. And um, we've got the Sunshine Boys coming up at the end of April at the Hoagland, uh, Rich McCoy and uh, Harvey Mack, along with uh, MAY favorite Johnny Molson uh, yep. in the cast, so in an all-star cast. So that will be uh, a very, it's one of Neil Simon's funniest shows. A lot of his shows haven't aged well, but the Sunshine Boys has aged pretty well because you get two crotchety old men yelling at each other. And there's frequently humor to be found in that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, all that, all those those plays, several plays coming up. So much, so much to do, um, and that's great. That's how we love. We love to see it with all the plays, musicals, performances, auditions, whatever you can think of. Those are all coming up. Oh, absolutely, oh, completely forgot about this. Um, Levitt Amp was announced. Oh, that's the lineup. Right. Yes, yeah, at the big uh, shindig last night. Yeah, so that's um so that we they're um they have a list of um most of the people at levitampspringfield.com.org one of the two, uh but yeah Sheila Walk um was here talked with a couple of us about it um and talked with Greg Bishop and I think Rocky as well um and um talked a little bit about it um I'll be talking with her soon I'm sure but Levitamp such a fun um wonderful you know a uh, couple of weeks months of performances out in front of the uh, governor's mansion on the y block um and it's becoming an annual tradition and i hope they keep doing it because um it's just a wonderful uh community event you can get some food and some drinks and just head on out there and enjoy some free music all sorts of different genres it's such a great time yeah no sheila is amazing and uh we just we love what she does with the Arts Council, the Springfield Area Arts Council, and are so grateful to all of her efforts and making the Levitt Amp, you know, so successful. And it has been successful, and you know it's been successful because they keep getting the grant each year. Yeah. That's that's really cool and a real feather in the cap of the city. Yeah, absolutely. So let's hope that keeps going on. Um, and it seems like it will because it, you know, it just keeps getting such a positive response every year. Um, you know, you go out there, there's always, I mean, and, and this, it, it was also last year, right? When I think a lot of the mandates were lifted and everything and everyone was just packed outside and it was just great to see. And um, it's free. I mean, you can't beat that, you know, so we always say. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, but I mean, on top of that, I mean, it's it's just wonderful. All those different um, artists coming through and it and it, you know, truly is something for everyone, because, you know, one week it might be gospel. One week it might be hip hop. Then it might be jazz, country, bluegrass. I mean, they cover the gamut of like basically every genre of music. Yeah. So it's yeah. a lot of fun. It really is. And uh, Sheila works with her committee. And I think uh, Lisa Clement Stott is is still involved with Eleven Amp, and they you know come up with a great schedule that does have something for everybody. Yeah, so that's wonderful. That is um that is all coming up, but just this weekend, I mean, all the things going on. We got um Hef's QLZ Comedy Invasion that's up in Theater Three at the Hoagland and Cinderella, 
Um, that's happening this weekend as well. And then uh, over to the Legacy Theater as well, because they have uh, the dance um, production of Sleeping Beauty um, yep. and A Doll's House Part 2 at UIS. At UIS Studio Theater, right. Yes. So um, so all that stuff uh, happening. Make sure to get your tickets um, and uh, put some time aside to see these wonderful productions. Gus, thank you so much for joining me. Um, always a pleasure talking about arts and all sorts of different things with you. We'll be right back with more on WMAY. 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Mike Wimacher here with you and joined now by actor Lee Majdub. You know him as Agent Stone from Sonic the Hedgehog and now Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming out in theaters uh, tomorrow. Lee, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you, Mike. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, first thing I want to ask you, when you work on a film like Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, where some of the characters aren't physically present when you're interacting with them on screen, the difficulty of that for an actor, and did he use any type of stand-in for you guys uh, when you were filming these movies? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what, what, what was fortunate for us was they had life-size models mm. of, you know, the, the characters. So we had an idea of, of space, how much space they were going to take up, where their eyes were so we knew where to look. And so, you know, we would do uh, a take of a scene with that model there, and then they would remove the model, and it would be like, you know, a, a piece of tape or a tennis ball or something, like a muck on the wall. And, uh, and a lot of it is just, I think it's allowing yourself to go back to that childhood imagination and just, you know, believe that you're talking to, you know, some furry alien <laughs> biped hedgehog echidna thing. Well, and I, it's porcupine, as I say in the movie. <laughs> well, and I've watched some other interviews you did. You were a fan of this character growing up. So did that help in the imagination portion? Because you're like as giddy as a, as a kid going, I can't believe I'm interacting with Sonic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, huh, I can't even I can't even put it to words, Like the different levels of how unreal this this whole experience has been from working on the first film and then being invited to, to come back for the second one and getting to interact with, with some of the characters and, you know, the, the inner child is, is so, so, so happy, <laughs> uh, you know, working on a, on, you know, with Paramount pictures, which is a big bucket list of mine being an actor, working with Jim Carrey, working on Sonic. Like it's just, I don't know. I don't know how much I can take. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so overwhelmingly amazing. We're talking with actor Lee Majdub. You can see him in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as Agent Stone. You touch upon Jim Carrey. It seems you guys have a very special relationship, but I imagine he's a guy that keeps you on your toes on set. What is it like interacting with him? And talk about that relationship you guys now have both on screen and off. Yeah, I think, I mean, as far as working together, you know, Jim is so dedicated to what he does and he's so specific. He cares so much about the story and, and, and the movie and Robotnik's character and our relationship. Um, you know, I think if it wasn't for him, our relationship with like the characters wouldn't have evolved as much as it did in the first film. And mm -hmm. I think Jeff saw that and allowed it to happen too. And, and Toby and Paramount just, I think, 
just jumped on board and were like, okay, this is amazing. Let's do that. We never envisioned that for those two characters. We're going to go with it. And Jim's just been so gracious and he's so lovely and we have a great time together. It's just a good energy that he and I have. And, and I think we feed off of each other really well. And as far as keeping me on my toes, you know, what, what's so great is, is for how off the cuff things look, it's a, it's a, it's a precise chaos. It's like a planned chaos. And, you know, I feel so safe with him and I'm always ready for anything with Jim. It's, just a blast. I was going to say, so those first couple of scenes you do with him, was, was there things that he did that was kind of a, a test that you eventually passed with him, or how did that all work out? No, not so much. I think I think on our first day in the first movie was, you know, we got to know each other, um, and, you know, I hadn't met anybody really before my first day on, on set on the first movie, oh, wow. so then getting to see what Jim was, was doing... And then, you know, he and I chatted a bit, and then he had these ideas of, like, you know, he was like, well, Robotnik only really trusts robots, so there's got to be a reason why Stone is there. Stone's got to be reliable. Maybe he knows what Robotnik's going to do before he does it. And, you know, and so he and I would chat some more, and, and he would throw out a line. I would feed off of it. And I think he just saw that. It's like, oh, okay, I have have someone I can play with here. Nice. You know, either I'm not going to shy away and go into the shadows, or I'm not trying to steal a moment, you know? Um, it was just collaborative from the very start. We are talking with uh, actor Lee Majdub. You can see him in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as Agent Stone. So let's ask about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. How has the story progressed mm. from, uh, from you know, the first episode, or first movie, I should say, where you get more of the background? Where do we find our characters at in this particular film? So in the first movie, Sonic was really uh, a fish out of water. He was trying to find his place in the world. He, he, was, he was alone, and he found a family. And so now I think it, it's more of like, okay, I've got that. Now, you know, but I don't have the friends. Where do I belong? I've got these powers. How do I use them? Uh, I think what they've done so well in these stories is, I think everybody connects with what Sonic's going through. I think we all, no matter where we are in our life, continually wonder, like, you know, what's my place in this world? What more can I do? Um, learning to own up to your mistakes, learning to take responsibility for your actions. And it's, it's amazing to watch a character go through those phases, and, and it, it's just done so well. I mean, you get to see Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Robotnik on the big screen. Right. And, I mean, they enter, like, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. It's so, it's so incredible. It's so incredible. Uh, we're talking with actor Lee Majdub. Your, your backstory is fascinating as well when I was reading your biography. I see that you have a mechanical engineering degree. So at any point, uh, you know, where you're like, Agent Stone, if he were me, would be like, uh, Robotnik, really, these, these inventions can't work. I got, I got the degree. It, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Oh, man. You know what? The, the, the thing that we did talk about is that, you know, if you remove Robotnik from the equation, Stone becomes the next smartest person. Because right. I don't think Robotnik would have anybody around that wouldn't be able to, you know, program or help build those machines or, or know what the next step was or use that machinery. So I, I definitely think there's, there's abilities that Stone has that we haven't quite seen yet. What makes him an agent? I, I personally 
feel like he can really handle himself in in serious situations, or else he wouldn't you right. know, be where he is. Right, right. Um, and maybe so, you could use some of the old rugby moves that I read that you played rugby too, but, you know, kind of bounce Sonic I around. Did. I, <laughs> I did. I played rugby at uh, Cal State Long Beach for, for two years. Yeah. Yeah, I have to ask yeah, you about that. I have, a, I have a buddy who plays that wanted me to play for years, and I'm like, I'm five foot nine, 155 pounds. What can I actually offer someone on a rugby field? You know what? You and I aren't that different. I mean, I think at the time I was, I think I'm between like five nine, five ten. It depends on on the day, and <laughs> right. uh, you know about you know, and I would fluctuate between one fifty five and one sixty. Um, for me, it was about speed. Okay. You know, uh, I played out on the wings. Uh, I was quite elusive, and and also I played with quite an edge. Like I, when I used to play sports, I, I always felt like I had something to prove as the smaller right. guy on the field, whether it was soccer or, or football or rugby. Um, so I I always made sure people knew if you're going to line someone bigger than me opposite me, I'm, I'm going to make sure you remember why you don't want to do that. <laughs> you had you had the knuckles philosophy and when you were playing sports. I did. Yes. Yes. Good parallel. I never thought about that. I did have the knuckles philosophy. You're I gonna... would dishonor you. Right, exactly. <laughs> Lee Majub, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, my friend. Uh, best of luck going forward. Thank and when, so Son- when Sonic the Three co- uh, Sonic Three comes out inevitably, we'll have you back on to talk about that. I would, I would love that, and uh, and I can't wait. I can't wait for tomorrow. Yes, big day, big day. Sonic Two. <laughs> Lee, best of luck going forward, and appreciate the time, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good Take care. That is actor Lee Majdub. You can see him in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 in theaters this weekend. Cool dude. Make sure you check out the movie as well. 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Mike Wimacher here, and it's my favorite part of the week, a chance to talk with Eric Davis, ManjitterFandango.com. Eric, you've had quite the week. You brought you you set the internet aflame with an interview you've, you've uh, posted earlier this week. Yes, I was able to um, chat with Sam Raimi, who is directing the new Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness film. It comes out in theaters May 6th. Tickets just went on sale on April 6th, so one month out from release. Uh, if you are a Marvel fan, I'm sure you already know that. You probably already got your tickets. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was cool that I was able to... Um, have a conversation with Sam Raimi. I wasn't sure if I would be able to uh, to chat with him prior to uh, the release of the film. He is sort of press shy. He is the kind of director who doesn't uh, doesn't talk to a lot of press. He doesn't like to go on camera um, and, and stuff like that. So it was really great to, to to speak with him. I'm a big fan of his, and he's such a warm, kind uh, person yeah. too to have a, a, a talk with. So yeah, so you know, I hit him with. With everything, um, some of the stuff he could answer, some of the stuff he couldn't answer, uh, but I had to try right. and um, <laughs> and just throw everything at him, including you know whether or not he'd be down with uh, teaming up with Tobey Maguire again for the Spider Man. That that's something I wanted to touch upon. Did you get the feeling from him with you know signing on to do this this particular Marvel movie? is a almost coming full circle type of moment for Sam Raimi from, you know, the Spider-Man, because that was kind of one of the first superhero movies we had to now where the Marvel Universe is at this point. I do, I do, because um, I do feel that he he kind of launched 
the superhero movie genre or right. redefined it in the early 2000s with that Spider-Man, those Spider-Man movies. And so I feel like, especially right now with this Doctor Strange movie, is that it's bumping up against the beginning of the multiverse era of storytelling. And, and it's not just Marvel, it's DC. Everybody is about to tell these big stories right. that have to do with the multiverse. No Way Home, I feel like, kind of teased it. It brought characters from the multiverse into, into our universe. But this Doctor Strange movie is going to be the first film that takes characters from our universe and sends them into the multiverse. And so I think that is a big deal. And so it's almost as if Sam Raimi now has this opportunity to once again kind of redefine mm -hmm. the way that we watch these comic book movies um, with this new kind of era of storytelling that involves the multiverse. We're talking with Eric Davis, ManjaderFandango.com. One of the other things about your Sam Raimi interview that I that I love, I love the fact that on social media you kind of share behind the scenes. You found out about getting that particular interview when you're at the Critics' Choice and you're sitting with Elizabeth Olsen, and you actually asked her what would be a great question to open the ice. And I, I think that was great of you to do and a fantastic way to start the interview with Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah. She And I was curious to know why that was her question. You know, her. Right. I, I, I remember she took a few minutes. I, I was sitting with her and I said, you know, I'm going to talk to Sam for when the tickets go on sale. What what can I ask? Him? I haven't seen this film. You obviously are. In it. Right. <laughs> um, and so she it took her a few minutes and then she's like, all right, ask him how familiar he was with the new Marvel when he came on to Doctor Strange. And so basically the MCU, the, mm -hmm. everything from Iron Man on. Um, and so I asked him that. And he says, you know, I had only seen like three or four movies. He's like, there's 28 movies. I've right. only seen three. He's like, I loved what I did see, but I've only watched like uh, the Avengers and, and Black Panther and Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Uh, and he's like in bits and pieces of the other films. He goes, but I'm a, I'm a comic book nerd of right. the 70s, the 80s and 90s. He goes, so that's where I come from. I approach it from that perspective. And I thought it was a really smart question of her because – uh, to get that out of him, you know, I think a lot of people when they come on to these films, you know, especially if they are, if they grew up with the MCU or they're so familiar with the MCU, they try to make their, you know, what they think an MCU movie is. Mm -hmm. Whereas you get somebody like Sam Raimi, who's a legendary director, who isn't as familiar with the MCU, he's going to, you know, but he's going to bring his love of the comics and of all of this, these crazy stories that were told in the comics. And so um, I think that is why we're going to get sort of a bit of a unique and fresh approach to this film. It's because it's not going to feel like it's trying to be another kind of MCU movie, if that makes sense. Definitely. And last thing on this, the Sam Raimi interview, because I know it's so huge and people can find it online and we'll definitely remind them of it to, to wrap up this segment. But any allusion to Ash in the Multiverse of Madness, possibly? <laughs> well, I asked him because Kevin Feige said that um, – you know, fans of Evil Dead Two are gonna be are gonna like this movie, and I was I was curious. I was like, somebody's gonna get a chainsaw on right. this film, and so or Necronomicon. I asked him. I goes, Kevin. Kevin said fans of Evil Dead 2 are, is somebody getting a chainsaw arm? And he's like, no, I can confirm nobody's getting a chainsaw arm. Um, but he, he laughed at that. But I think he kind of, you know, uh, you know, talked a little bit about the way that horror is infused in the film. Okay. And of course, I did have to say, you know, is, is your buddy Bruce Campbell have a cameo in the movie? He says, I can't I can't answer that. Marvel, Marvel won't let me, uh, which I think kind of 
pretty much does answer the right. question. He, he answered it by not answering it, yes. Yes, uh, and so, you know, he did the same thing with Patrick Stewart when I asked him about that, and that counsel, he says, I, I, I can't confirm whether he's in the, in the film. So, um, yeah, there's certain areas um, that he can't go near, and I, I, I appreciate that. I respect right. that they want to keep some of the, that stuff a surprise until the film comes out. Um, but, you know, uh, it was exciting to hear him um, say that he'd love to, to talk to Toby again and, and work with Toby McGuire again. And I think that that's what we should expect in this film is that, you know, he said, after I made Doctor Strange, I, I anything is possible. Any mm. kind of team up movie, um, you know, anything, you know, and I think that that is what multiverse storytelling is going to open up to us to where you can make a movie where you can grab Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Mark Ruffalo's Hulk right. and then give them a movie, give them a TV show. And so I feel like that is what he's alluding to in terms of like, look, anything is possible. You know, I'm sure there was a stretch there where he, he never, ever wanted to touch Spider-Man ever again. <laughs> but after making this film and to see how they're playing with the multiverse, um, it kind of opened his eyes to, hey, you never know, maybe it would it could happen. We're talking with Eric Davis, manager of Fandango.com. So let's, uh, you know, you talk about all these different movies doing multiverses. Let's talk about one you've been speaking about quite a bit on social media. It's coming out in limited release, but everything, everywhere, all at once. Tell us about this yeah. movie. Actually, I think it's a bit wider release. Is it now? Okay. Friday. Yeah, this Friday is their, their wider release, and so... Um, I, I'm not sure how many theaters it's in, but definitely look this one up. And yeah, this one is like your indie multiverse movie, uh, but it's so unique and inventive. And it stars Michelle Yeoh, and she is a woman who is just super unsatisfied and bored with her life. And she is so bored with her mundane life that she begins to tap into other versions of herself in the multiverse. And then she ultimately... Uh, they all have to kind of come together um, to kind of save her family. And mm. it's sort of, you know, there's there's a really emotional uh, heartbeat and center of this film sort of about this family who that are that's fractured, that are sort of trying to find each other again uh, via the multiverse. And so it's just so clever and smart and wild and the kind of movie that you're going to watch a few times because there's all kinds of madness in it. Um, and definitely if you're somebody who likes to take a chance on just really super inventive filmmaking, that's really fun. Uh, I would, I would highly recommend it. Another movie out this weekend, Ambulance with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. You actually had some of you had a chance to, to talk to them as well. Tell us a little bit about this film, Michael Bay involved. Michael Bay directed it. Oh, and, wow. You know, okay. A lot, of, a lot of people feel like this is his best movie since The Rock. Oh, wow. And I think it's because it's a bit scaled down and it's just pure adrenaline, like an hour and 45 minute car chase. Uh, that's basically what this film is. And uh, I think that is that is really when you distill Michael Bay down to like what he's really great at. He's really great at a movie that would be an hour and 45 minute car chase. Right. <laughs> you know, and you have three great actors at the heart of it. Isaac Gonzalez, Jake Gyllenhaal, Yaya uh, Abdul-Mateen II. And uh, all three of them are really great. So uh, I, I would say if you have a bit of an urge for action, um, definitely seek that one out. Uh, and then also 
if you like your action a bit different, um, a, a bit more Viking-esque, I would say look out for The Northman, which yeah. I also saw this week and is crazy. And that comes out um, next week. And the big one this weekend, Sonic 2, we get to Knuckles on screen. I actually had a chance earlier to talk to Lee Majdub uh, from that film, and he's just really excited to bring those char- all those characters that people loved from the Sonic game franchise onto the big screen. Yeah, I think that is, that is exactly what this film is. Um, it's If you have little ones or if you are a Sonic fan and you're like, there wasn't enough Sonic characters in that first movie well you know you get tails you get knuckles uh idris elba plays knuckles <laughs> does a very good time with the voice um and you know it's a really cute relationship between sonic and tails and so uh i i mean if your kids are like my sister is is knocking on my door right now because <laughs> my nephews are obsessed with sonic and so you know if you have kids that like sonic there's nothing i'm going to say to you right now it's going to you're going Right. So uh, if you are going, mom and dad's out there, know that, you know, you're going to have a fun time. That's that's really it does look like. And Jim Carrey looks like he is just having a blast every moment he embodies Dr. Robotnik. Oh, yeah. I mean, that honestly, that's my favorite part of this. The, these two movies is just getting to see Jim Carrey uh, in, in court, sort of what I call classic Jim Carrey mode, mm-hmm. you know, playing some really wacky character and just take and just taking it to, to the next level in, in every kind of way <laughs> that Jim Carrey can, you know, it reminds me of, of his days on, on in living color. Yes. That's when, that's where I discovered him. And, um, you know, he would play characters like fire marshal bill and like, he'd play these like crazy characters. Uh, and then that went into like the mask and, and, um, Ace Ventura and, you know, where he plays these characters that he can just, he opens up so many different dimensions of them. (laughs) And so, uh, that's what I love watching him. It reminds me of that old school Jim Carrey and, uh, and, and I I have a good time with it. And then this one, he takes it up like five more. Wow. All right. Eric Davis, manjitterfandango.com. Always appreciate your time. Uh, where can people find the Sam Raimi interview and what else is going on at Fandango and Voodoo? Yeah. I mean, I tweeted it like 20 times yesterday. So you can go <laughs> find me on Twitter. Uh, it's also on the front page of, of fandango.com right now. Uh, so you can go check that out there. Um, and, and then, yeah, on Voodoo, um, we have a bunch of uh, recent kind of bigger movies that arrived, Jackass Forever, Moonfall, mm. Death on the Nile, um, The Contractor with Chris Pine. Um, so, you know, that's out this week. And there's also an, a horror movie um, called Uma that mm. arrives uh, on Friday. Excellent. Yes. Eric Davis, manager at EdwardFandango.com. Always appreciate the time. Always look forward to it every week. Uh, enjoy your upcoming week, your weekend, and uh, we'll get back together next Thursday. Yeah, we got to talk about the Northman next week. Oh, next yes. Week. Yeah, that looks it's insane. A, it's a crazy movie. <laughs> Sounds good. I will mark that down and look forward to that conversation next week. Take care, my friend. Take care. Hey, guys, it's Kevin. And Mike. Thanks so much for joining us for Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment. Had a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, some of our guests, Lee Majdub. Go see him in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 this weekend. Eric Davis, manager at Fandango.com. Also like to thank Gus Gordon, State of the Arts, talking about all the things going on uh, around town. 
And make sure you check us out. Uh, if you like what you heard, check us out. The weekly headlines. We bring them to you each and every week on the WMAY Facebook page. Special guest this week, Kev. Special guest, Hef from QLZ here in Middays. He joined us to uh, bring some uh, weekly headlines of his own. Definitely. So check that out on our Facebook page. That drops Saturday night at 6, and you can hear Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment every Saturday at 8 a.m.